Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, it is a, what is it, Thursday, Wednesday? I, I lose track of days. Another Laker loss, another day on the air. Uh, it's Wednesday. Welcome in. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1. J-Mac is joining me. Peter Schrager in an hour, by the way. Some, um, some updates on some coaching moves. Some big things brewing and rather quickly in NFL circles, including our Sean Payton. We'll get to that. Uh, you know, <clears throat> you watched the first half last night of that Clipper-Lakers game. Clippers had 77 points in the first half. If you took LeBron out of the game, the next seven to eight best players were all Clippers. All of them. I don't want to start too hot, Colin, but it's time to trade Russell Westbrook. Let's get him out of here. Let's bring in Zach Levine, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, whoever you can do, bring him in because you can't play Russ against these really good teams. You just can't. You can't. Um, so LeBron had 46. It was one of LeBron's best shooting nights perhaps ever. He's going to be the scoring champ of the entire league's history in about six games. He's 178 points shy of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So the next two weeks, um, it's the pursuit. But I thought last night was it perfectly represented what his mogul stage what Los Angeles, his Laker career has represented. LeBron gets the headline, 46 points. Lakers lose, and he's not to blame for any of it. It's been great for his brand here. He got a title. He's become a billionaire. He's going to be the scoring king. None of it's his fault. Oh, he had to inherit Luke Walton and all those young guys that couldn't play. Not his fault. Frank Vogel, more of a defensive coach. Not his fault. Anthony Davis hurt again. Not his fault. Front office not respected. Ownership. The kids of the late great Jerry Buss. Not his fault. This has been perfect. If you look at Peyton Manning's ending, he fell apart physically. Shaq, Michael Jordan, a mess. Even Tom Brady this year. Personal, professional, clunky. This has been ideal. 
because LeBron's criteria has changed, and it's not his fault. It used to be a guaranteed trip to the finals. Now, it's guaranteed excellence on a nightly basis. He still remains on any given night as good as any player in this league not named Giannis. So there's always been three stages for superstars in professional basketball. The first stage, LeBron got an A+, was the show-off stage. Michael Jordan scoring 60, Kobe scoring 80. The early stages of that career, look how great I am. LeBron chasing people down the floor and blocking the shot off the backboard. Remember, he used to do that all the time. That's a show-off stage. The second stage is... I'm on a good team. I want to be on a great team and win championships. Sometimes you sacrifice something. LeBron moves. A-plus for that. Got to the heat to the finals. Four straight years. One, two. And the third stage, and, and almost all of them do this, it's the mogul stage for NBA stars, which is I've got to monetize my brand. Michael Jordan, going to go to Washington, want to own a team. It's not about winning. If you win, it's great. It's, but it's really about monetizing your brand. He's done A-plus. All three stages. Endings for superstars, either you're getting the blame or you're falling apart or it's sad. This is elegant. He's going to be the all-time scoring champ. He's not getting hurt. Actually, Anthony Davis's injury sort of helps him. He was averaging 26 a night with AD. AD gets hurt. He's up to 35 a night. He's had to carry more of the load. I mean, if you're watching that game last night, take LeBron off the floor. The next seven best players in uniform, all Clippers. AD, not his fault. By the way, you can say, well, what about Westbrook? LeBron wanted Westbrook. Well, the GM pulled the trigger, and Westbrook, because of his style of play, nobody's blaming LeBron for Westbrook. LeBron's the best player on the floor last night. Westbrook's been, for years, a bad half-court player. Take out transition, that's why he struggles in the playoffs. You take out cheap buckets, Westbrook in the half-court set, where you've got to be efficient, good handles, shoot, defend. That's not what he does. So if you look at the endings for most athletes, it is really clunky. Not LeBron. Great season, has his health, losing, takes none of the hits. Everybody else takes blame. So the L.A. move... Um, has actually been just about ideal because the criteria has changed, right? Once you get this expensive, LeBron's not going to bounce around the country. He's got places in Beverly Hills. He's not bouncing around to Houston or Philadelphia. It's not what he's doing at this point. The criteria has changed. They lose. LeBron's great. The brand rises, monetizes it, and takes none of the hit. Here's LeBron after. I don't know. We'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get there. We'll see. What, what, will it hit me? Um... You know, just over the last few years, just you know, the last couple of years since we won a championship, just a lot of accomplishments been ha happening on losing effort. You know, so um, it's been very kind of difficult to kind of even digest some of some of my own accomplishments because I want to celebrate on, on, on losses. All right. So in about six, seven games, uh, he's averaging about 28 to 30 here. Six or seven games, he's the all-time scoring champ. Uh, it's fascinating. Maybe tomorrow we'll look at that. When you look at the top 10 list of all-time scores, each one is sort of unique. You have power forwards. You have the sky hook. You have the relentless score, MJ. You've got the Swiss Army knife, LeBron, who's aging well. It's a lot of different games in the top 10 scoring list, and LeBron has certainly earned it. Um, all right, so Aaron Rodgers, this is what I like. Aaron doesn't have the rancor or bitterness that Brett Favre had in the end in Green Bay. So it is now officially being acknowledged by Aaron and others. He is in the 50-50 
they may trade me category. But again, unlike Favre, he's not bitter, he's not resentful, he's not angry. I like how that lands. He had a quote yesterday or the day before in the Pat McAfee show on YouTube where he said, listen, um, I get it if they want to move. I love the organization. I'd have no animosity. I love the city. I love the region. I'm a minority owner with the Bucks. I'm going to be part of the region long after I'm done playing. Got a lot of love for what's going on in Green Bay. I'd love to finish there. I would. I might have finished there. Who knows? Um, it, what's interesting about this, and I think it's a 50-50 proposition, but usually when you have a divorce between team and star, one side has an advantage. Um, and I think a lot of people would view this as, whoo, Green Bay would be in real trouble. This speaks to how well the Packers are run. They're in a very unique situation. The head coach is set. He's an offensive coach. The, the quarterback is in the building, knows the offense, ready to play. And the roster's mostly set. Here's a couple of other advantages for Green Bay. They had a rare bad season at 8-9. and nine, So they have a good draft spot, 15th. That's uniquely good for Green Bay. They're usually drafting at the bottom of round one, which if you talk to executives in this league, it's no man's land. The 23rd, the 28th, those are second-round players you're paying first-round money to. The 15th pick is just on the edge of the last two or three really elite first-round bodies. Most NFL executives I've talked to think the first round has 16 to 18 first-round players. And then the next 30 to 40 feel like second-rounders. They'll play, chance of being a star early or less. But here's the other thing, is that if they just made a deal and just got one first-round pick for Aaron, my guess is they'd get two first-round picks, maybe a first, two seconds, a third. But let's say they just got one first-round pick. He is old. He's not committed in the offseason. And let's say it's a first and a third, but let's just concentrate on one first-round pick this year. Let's say it's Tennessee. Then they'd have the 11th pick and the 15th pick. Well, if you look at two of the three primary needs for Green Bay, go to your mock drafts. They're all over the Internet. Every network's doing them, including this one. What they need, two of their first three needs are a tight end, another tight end, and another receiver. And the 11th pick would get them the first or second best receiver, Jordan Addison. And the 15th pick would probably get them the best tight end, a starter day one, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. And then they have multiple picks beyond that to go find an edge rusher and another tackle. And Green Bay has a history of never drafting offensive linemen in the first round, and yet year after year having really good offensive lines. We thought it was going to be a down year for Green Bay's O-line. It wasn't. So it's a very unique situation. You've got your offensive coach. You've got your quarterback in the building. The division's still kind of wonky. Minnesota is not winning 11 straight one-score games. That's not happening. You can take five of those away. Last year, they lost them all. This year, they win them all. Somewhere in the middle, they'll regress to the mean. Chicago's still a disaster, and I like Detroit. But they're a better story than a team. They couldn't make the playoffs in the NFC. <laughs> in the NFC. So I think they're in a very, very unique situation. Add this to Green Bay. They didn't make the playoffs. You don't have to bring the band back together. 
There's not like you're breaking up the bulls here, right, with Jordan. There's animosity. Oh, my God, we got to run this back. Not really. Just got to get another tight end, another receiver, another edge rusher. That's what you need. So, I, I listen, if you can get Daniel Jones in a better division to the playoffs, you can't get, in a rebuilding roster, you can't get Jordan Love if they had a receiver, a tight end, and an edge rusher, Green Bay's uniquely in a good space. They really are. Is that if they just got a singular first-round pick, and they don't whiff on a lot of their first-round picks. Now, we haven't seen Jordan Love play, and they usually go defense with those picks. Um, but if they've ever wanted to rip the Band-Aid off, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good time. I don't think this would be the classic quarterback leaves, crushes, and you're left holding the bag. I don't think that's the space for Green Bay. And the good news is Aaron's not bitter. Favre certainly was. Um, all right. So Sean Payton's coaching search, somebody that's very connected to a certain team, let a few things trickle out yesterday. And uh, I can validate some of those. Very interesting with Sean Payton. That's coming up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. 
with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Uh, so former NFL executive uh, Mike Tannenbaum, not a fan of Mike McCarthy, said yesterday um, on, on an ESPN program they should fire uh, Mike McCarthy. So uh, once again, uh, Dallas is blaming the wrong person. Uh, Mike McCarthy won 12 games this year and 12 games last year, and Dak's been hurt for some of it. Um, Dallas's issue is they pay Dak Prescott like Patrick Mahomes, and he's much closer to Kirk Cousins. They pay Zeke like a superstar, and he is now nothing more than a short yardage back. So Mike McCarthy either inherited these bad contracts or had no control over these bad contracts. They are trapped on those two deals. At least Dak can be productive. Zeke no longer is. So there are holes and bad contracts on the rosters, and there's not much he can do about it. And the Niners and the Eagles and the NFC, because they're not paying their quarterback anything yet, those guys are running it back. That Niner roster is not changing. That Eagles roster is not changing. You know, Kansas City had to get rid of Tyreek Hill and ward the corner because they paid Mahomes. Hurts not making any money. Brock Purdy not making any money. So that those are those are two. You know, walls, they're not getting through in the time being. So, once again, they're blaming the wrong guy. Mike McCarthy's to me, is not an elite coach, but he's capable, and he is an offensive coach. He won with Cooper Rush. So, what's interesting about that is in this story I'm reading this morning, Sean Payton's name is up for a lot of jobs, and the Dallas job, people view the Dallas job because Sean has a house there as something he'd be interested in. Number one is, I was talking to uh, Matt Mosley, a reporter in Dallas, Jerry doesn't generally pay the coach big boy money. He doesn't love to do that. Uh, Also, uh, Sean Payton doesn't need the Cowboys brand to be elevated. He's considered the best coach on the market by a mile. He's like Harbaugh. He doesn't need his brand elevated. He has a sustained brand. Uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones want to control personnel. I'm not really sure um, that that interests Sean Payton at all. Uh, and also, again, you walk in the Zeke contract, the Dak contract, and there's holes on the roster that need filling, you may have to get a tight end because your productive tight end could be walking out as an unrestricted uh, free agent. So Diana Rossini is a reporter for ESPN. She used to work in the D.C. market. She has very, very good contacts with the commander's people. She breaks a lot of stories there. So she had a tweet yesterday, which is very interesting. She said there's an unnamed team, quote, waiting in the wings and could get ducks in a row potentially landing Sean Payton. Now, when she says that, a lot of people are like, oh, we're going to be the Cowboys. Let me throw out a team. Diana Rossini has connections to Washington. Throw out Washington. Why? No bad contracts. They can cut Carson Wentz tomorrow. They have several, several great young players at key positions. Edge rusher, receiver, left tackle, running back. Key positions, they've got them. Uh, They need to upgrade the offensive line a little. They need a quarterback, Carr Garoppolo on the market. 
Taylor Heineke and Sean Payton. I mean, Ron Rivera and Taylor Heineke were competitive. What do you think he'd do with an offensive coach and all those young players getting better? So remember, March, when Diana Rossini says ducks in a row, does that mean my interpretation is ducks in a row is Washington by March getting their new owners? This is a city 30 years ago may have been the most rabid fan base in the league. Washington 30, 40 years ago, the waiting list for tickets was, you know, I remember watching Pat Summerall and years ago talk about, it was like thousands, tens of thousands of people waiting list. Now you can't fill the stadium. So waiting in the wings, ducks in a row, I don't think that's Dallas. I think you got to keep your eye on Washington. Um, new owners, I've been told they're interested in Sean Payton. For the record, everybody's interested in Sean Payton. He's number one on everybody's list. And he's going through this process. But I think Carolina and and Dallas are viewed, keep your eye on Washington. No awful contracts, need an offensive coach, waiting in the wings, ducks in a row. What does that mean? To me, it's new ownership by March. That's what it feels like to me. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Interesting uh, Washington, huh? Well, they got to get Dan Snyder out of there, obviously. When somebody who has a history of breaking stories in that area says unnamed waiting in the wings, I'm not saying that's it. It feels like it. And also, we know by March they're going to have new owners. So why would you be waiting in the wings? Why would what would ducks in a row mean? I mean, what Dallas is ducks in a row waiting in the wings? Jerry said, "I'm not firing Mike McCarthy." That's not happening just because somebody on ESPN says it is. It's not happening. Right. Uh, off topic, did you feel the earthquake last night out here in L.A.? I did not. I've slept through six in my life. Did not feel it at all. Did you? Yes, definitely. You <laughs> felt it. Three of my four family members woke up like, whoa, whole room rattling. Wild wow. stuff out here in L.A. Tough week for the state of California. All right, yeah. let's get started, Colin. Tom Brady's future with the Bucks up in the air, but one team believes they'll be in the running if the GOAT decides his, to continue his career elsewhere. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reports the Raiders are one of about three teams that Brady would move to if he leaves Tampa like everybody says he will this offseason. Colin, I guess the better question is if Brady doesn't go to the Raiders, where does he go? I've told you, I think Miami's perfect. Kids are going to be in private school, no state tax, wife lives there, handle the kids. Okay. So if Brady goes to Miami, so Josh McDaniels in Vegas ran off Derek Carr, who spent yeah. nearly a decade with the franchise. Acrimonious split. He ran him off with no game plan? Jimmy oh. Garoppolo. I think his number one... You, you Hold on, sorry. You're running off Derek Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo. Is that even considered an upgrade? Uh, not to me, no. But he's worked with Garoppolo. Maybe they have a better working relationship. They've also got, you know, all their draft picks. Josh now has more say in personnel. Um, you listen, I they lost a lot of big leads last year. It was discouraging, um, but they got a lot of leads on teams. If the if they can get the quarterback right, shore up the defense, I think the Raiders are going to be a tough out next year. I thought they were they had so many games they had and lost. A lot of that was just the back end. They couldn't they couldn't stop. Teams. I think they blew five games, which they led by double figures at halftime. Yeah, I mean it was bad. But 
On McDaniels, remember he ran off Jay Cutler in Denver. What their first thing he did, get out of here, Cutler. So he goes to the Raiders, runs off Carr. You know what happened after he ran out Cutler, right? Did did not go well. He was yeah. he was gone in short order. It, there's not a lot of margin for error here with McDaniel's. I mean, I if I, I maybe there is. You very quickly, very early said Brady to the Raiders. Right. I'm not saying it, it wouldn't happen, but I start looking at the things that Brady's looking at in his career. He doesn't need Vegas for his brand. Okay, he doesn't need it for money. So at this point, he's looking for a team he can win championships. Well, you're a wild card team in that division at best. So, I mean, to me, it's like when LeBron came to L.A., it it wasn't – we knew what mattered to him, right? It wasn't the best roster at the time. They had all these young guys, Kuzma, Lonzo, Ball. So Tom's not going to go to the best roster. That's – Maybe the Niners, but I don't think they're going to go with that. Yeah, remember there was I think some smoke he would that. go west if you gave him the Niners roster. I think Tom would go west. But you have to make a lot of concessions with the Niners, right? Because then your quarterback goes from, you know, uh, Trey Lance or Brock Purdy to paying Tom Brady what thirty million dollars. I don't see that happening. I think Tom at this point doesn't need the money and doesn't need the brand elevation. What he needs is winning. So I think if you ask Tom. His choices are Miami or San Francisco. You mm. tend to think it's Raiders first. But so, I, if, if winning's going to matter to him. So in Miami, you can win with that offense. San Francisco, you can win with the offense and defense. What, what do the Raiders offer me that the Miami and Miami, I get my kids and a great well, offensive familiarity coach. with Josh McDaniels okay. as opposed to McDaniel. But I did, because I know you've been talking about Colton Miller, left tackle of the Raiders, who's very good. Raiders have the seventh pick. They can get this kid, Broderick Jones, the tackle out of Georgia, who's excellent. And if you remember, when Brady went to Tampa, he got Tristan Wirfs, yeah. who was unbelievable. You get two-star tackles, and all of a sudden, Brady's got a lot of time to operate. Remember, the line in Tampa was bad this year. Well, the Chiefs have Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the best center, arguably, in the sport, and the best guard. So their offensive line's great, too. Uh, yes. Uh, so I That's I, a problem in the division. Are you going to be more loyal to winning in a roster? I don't think Brady is. I could be totally wrong on this. The best roster available, I think he'd leave for. The best offensive kind of scheme, it's it's very Niner-ish, is, you know, Miami. So I think Miami and San Francisco are wildly attractive. The kids, the proximity, the roster. I look and I think, or I could go to a guy I like, a coach I like. I, Brady's half coach anyway. I, I would offer lifestyle as a now single, what is Brady, a single 45-year-old? But he goes to bed so early, it's not going to matter, right? Vegas, Vegas, Vegas is running out of water. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'll live in, I'll take my Miami, San Francisco. Next up, uh, Bill's GM, Billy Bean, still feeling the sting of that bad loss to the Bengals. I, I enjoyed this. He was speaking to the media uh, this week and was asked if Buffalo should adapt the Bengals' roster construction plan that allowed them to build such a strong receiving core. Here's what uh, Brandon Bean had to say. They have a good team. I mean, um, they right now are on the advantage of a rookie quarterback contract. And, you know, they had some lean years and without getting too much into their build. And, you know, I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get (laughs) – Jamar Chase, like he's a heck of a talent. I'd love to have him, but you gotta, you gotta go through some lean years to do, to do that. He's being honest. I, he's got a great point. I mean, Bengals fans are excited. We have a producer here on the show who's very stoked about Bengals life with Joe Burrow going forward. 
But what was the last 15 years like in Cincinnati? Not good at all, Colin. Listen, they were terrible. It, Marvin Lewis couldn't win a playoff game to save his life. I know. Yeah. So I I don't think I don't think you and I have a problem. Most of what Buffalo has, we like. But that there are moments, there are performances. You've seen it in Hollywood where somebody's an ascending actor and they bomb in a movie and the career yeah. vanishes. That performance by Sean McDermott, that offensive and game, defensive game plan was so inept. You do have to at least consider they're not going to move off him. So I don't even know why I'm talking about it. But it was very rarely have I ever watched. Like last year, everybody was crushing. We all were McCarthy the way the Cowboys lost. But it didn't feel like fireable, maybe. Wow. Some, it, some, some thought it was. Some. I thought McDermott was so ill-equipped. Adjustments, game plan, both sides. And, and again, he's kind of a rigid defensive guy. I can do a list of pros and cons. The cons now outweigh. Can't build an O-line. Can't build a run game. Incredibly rigid. Uh, Josh Allen's regressing. Completely outclassed twice by Mike McDaniel. Struggle to beat Scott. The cons are outweighing McDermott's pros, which is created stability, playoff contender. Those are good, and there's value. That game started tilting yeah. into the, wow, is he in times outclassed by sharp, young offensive coaches. I know we like problem solving, but Kyle, I, there's no quick fix other than firing the coach. I think you just have to run it back. And listen, Dallas had that playoff loss, ran it back. Double-digit wins, second in the division. Um, you know, they won a playoff game. Maybe that's their ceiling. Like, Buffalo's ceiling, though, is supposed to be Super Bowl. I don't think if you just run this back, you're a... You're like the lead. You're like the third best team in the AFC next year, right? Going in, KC, Cincinnati ahead yeah. of you. Third. Uh, uh, the the roster's not going to look as good. Yeah. I think they overpaid for Von Miller. Tre'Davious White. I think they're downward. over. Now they have two safeties and linebackers. I mean, they're they're going to have to move off people, hit a couple of home runs in the draft. So they're here not. Come, they're here not, comes Herbert. There are worse places to be than Buffalo. Here comes Trevor Lawrence. Here come the Jets. Okay, finally. <laughs> Patriots. They hired Bill O'Brien. They made it official yesterday to become their new offensive coordinator. Brutal year from Mac Jones in the offense. Following the hire, a source close to Mac Jones indicated he's very excited about Bill O'Brien coming to New England with another source adding Mac is looking forward to it. Back in 2021, Mac helped Bill O'Brien uh, learn the Alabama offense after he was hired as their OC and Mac was getting ready for the draft. Colin, look at these numbers for the Patriots' offense last year. Oh, my gosh. Uh, just absolutely brutal. Do you think they can find a solution with Bill Yes, O'Brien? I think if I, I actually think they're one of the teams that didn't make the playoffs that'll make it. I think if you look at Mac Jones' early numbers uh, as a rookie, they were outstanding, and I think the team has added more weapons. They did draft a wide receiver who played pretty well this year. Um, they don't have an. They don't have a number one. They don't have an A. But I think they've got several Bs. Uh, they, they'll draft another receiver this year. There's so, nobody when you play the Patriots. Hey, we've got a scheme around. No. That we got to worry about that. There's nobody on that offense you worry about. Well, the good news is they didn't make the playoffs. They have a pretty good draft position. The first round's got two to three really good receivers. I'd probably go there. Their defense was fine. They had multiple pick sixes and multiple defensive touchdowns. I would go. I mean, if you look at their roster, there's not a lot of holes in it. There's just not a lot of spectacular. In a lot it. of average in it. Yeah, there's a lot of B and C players. I would go tight end, wide receiver, and this draft with their picks, 
Plenty of them available. And their quarterback may be a C quarterback. That's That's what he is. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. So, um, top of next hour. So, yesterday, I said, whenever you get a big game, rank the top 10 players. And we did yesterday, and it was like a who's who of great NFL players. There were five Niners and five Eagles total in the top 10. Uh, If I would have gone to 11, 12, 13, there were a few more Niners than Eagles. Uh, Probably would have been, you know, seven to five Niners. If I go 12 players, Hufunga didn't make it. Debo didn't make it. They were 11 and 12. But in the top 10 players, the greatest players in that game, five and five. So I'll now do the Chiefs and the Bengals top of next hour. So who's got the advantage? Generally, if you do it, if you have a 6-4, 7-3 advantage, that team does win. Also, we have to consider, is Mahomes number one now because he's not playing at 100%? Burrow at 100%, Mahomes at 75 85%. Who's the best player in that game? <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from five to seven Eastern, two to four Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. 
and now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Sunday, it's the NFC Championship game presented by Intuit TurboTax. As the 49ers take on the Eagles with a trip to Super Bowl 57 on the line. It all kicks off at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. With pregame coverage starting at 1 p.m. Eastern only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. So, um, I know it sounds sort of absurd saying Sean McDermott, I'd consider moving off. But in football, you don't need to be patient. And let me, let me take some time to describe this. So, in football, you can get a roster in the middle of a rebuild. Mike McDaniel, Miami. Brian Dable, Giants. Doug Peterson, Jacksonville. First year, Sean McVay Rams. If you just get the coach right, you just hire a new coach, get it right. You can be in a rebuild. You don't even have to have a great quarterback. Brian Dable's got Daniel Jones. And you can overnight be a playoff team. Sometimes in football, just, just getting the coach right, Jacksonville, is enough to get you into the playoffs. Just that. So that's the first thing. The NBA is different. A coach, even Greg Popovich, is totally limited. He's got an awful team the last couple of years. Coaches have a ceiling, right? There's just only so much you can do. A coach can't flip personnel. They just don't matter that much. There's a reason NFL coaches get paid more. College coaches, college football coaches, make significantly more than your average NBA coach. The second thing is trading your way to improvement is very, very easy in football. It's hard in basketball because salaries have to match. So if you've got a bad contract in football, you can cut it and get rid of it. If you have a bad contract in basketball, you have to inherit other bad contracts to get you rid of your bad contract, right? That's why patience is very important in basketball. Firing the coach has limitations, It's much harder to trade your way if you inherit bad contracts. And the other thing, the football draft gets you men, 23, 24, four years in college, men that can perform within six months and help you in games. The NBA draft gets you kids. They're not emotionally ready to do anything. They're not physically ready to carry you to the playoffs. So in basketball, you're much better off being patient and letting things take time. So, and with that, I pivot into the Lakers Clippers. So I think you can look at this Ty Lue, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George thing and be a cynic and say, eh, I don't know. Well, think about this. The Bucks won a title with Giannis in their eighth year. The Celtics are on year six with the Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown Game plan, 
They still don't have a title. So the truth is, you're only now three years fully vested on Kawhi, Paul George, and Ty Lue. That's it. And Kawhi's been hurt for a lot of it. So as LeBron steals the headlines last night, the truth is the Clippers are the one team that match up with the Warriors in the West. Since Kawhi arrived, the Clippers are 6-5 and five against the Warriors. And what makes that more impressive is Kawhi's only played in half those games. Half. So when, when I look... When I look at football, firing your coach is often the right thing to do. Go to college football, LSU, USC, bad to great in one year. USC went from four and eight to two plays from 13 and one. You can do that. Uh, you can trade your way out of trouble in the NFL. You can fire a coach, get a new coach, you're out of trouble in the NFL. You can go to the draft, the Seahawks, the Jets, go out and get four and five starters, impact players. You're not doing that in basketball. You only got two rounds, and by the 13th pick, you're out of elite players, historically speaking. So when I watched the Warriors lose last night, or uh, the Clippers win last night, my takeaway is they match up very well with the Warriors, with or without Kawhi. They're 6-5 and five in 11 games. The Celtics are on year six of that group, and there's no guarantees they'll win. The Bucks took a long time with Giannis, the best two-way player easily in the sport to win. Take your time. Uh, the Clipper, this is why I, last year I got burned and I was wrong on it, but you start looking around at the NFL, Kevin O'Connell, Mike McDaniel, Brian Dable, Sean McVay, just changing the coach and a couple of personnel quick moves. You go from losers to winners, playoff teams very fast. The Vikings are still a disaster on defense, made the playoffs. Miami's not very good on defense, made the playoffs. Tua wasn't healthy the last three weeks. Made the playoffs. So there you go. Okay, so now this is interesting. So I, I do believe in football, patience, overrated. Basketball, patience is underrated. I'm almost always going to give the coach and the plan another year in basketball. But what's interesting about the NFC is that the Eagles and Niners rosters and again, patience a bit overrated in this sport. Rams got impatient with Goff, who got him to a Super Bowl. Got Stafford won a Super Bowl. Rolling the dice, going big, works in the NFL. Tampa, let's give Jameis one more year. Let's not. Let's get Brady. Super Bowl. It works, right? So you've got an interesting theory. So a, a team that is clearly building and has momentum is Detroit, the Lions. A team I think... Felt like at the end of the year, much more than Miami did with beat up Tua or Seattle did. I thought Detroit felt like a playoff team, but didn't win enough games. So J-Mac's got, he's going to throw this out, and it sounds crazy, and I like golf, but it is worth at least considering. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm obsessed with team building. I'm minority owner of yes. two teams. Um, and now working the show with you, I mean, for four months, we've been talking about free agency draft as the season's going on. So I'm doing a mock draft for Fox Sports, and I look at the Lions picking sixth. Yeah. And you and I both like Bryce Young, but I don't think the Bears take him first. He's probably not going second to Houston. There's a chance he tumbles a little bit because of his size. And the key for Bryce Young is a solid offensive line. He's a smaller player. So he can't go in 
Daniel Jones, a bigger guy. Yeah. Some of these guys can withstand Bryce Young needs. He can't take yeah. the hits of Justin yeah. Fields. You put him behind that Chicago offensive it's line. Over. It's over. I mean, Fields got sacked like 55 times. So if you look at how the Niners and Eagles are built, their offensive lines are incredible, right? You, you had the breakdown. Well, especially the Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah. Eagles is unbelievable. And the Niners have Trent Williams, et cetera. So Detroit's offensive line is stacked. Goff's cap hit is not awful. I think it's 18th and 14th the next two years. That's manageable. But what if you went and drafted Bryce Young sixth? All of a sudden, you're able to reset the money everywhere around the roster, and you can improve this defense, which was bad. But Aiden Hutchinson looked good. A couple rookies were in there. And it's like, maybe you can compete with the Niners and Eagles if you're able to get the quarterback on the rookie deal. And you move Goff. Goff absolutely has a market. He'll have a market because he's pretty good. Yeah, he's a former number one pick. um, Coming off, mostly, he outplayed Aaron Rodgers last game. He's not a massive cap hit. I think a lot of teams, I think he's he's like Derek Carr, probably a better deep ball thrower. Yeah. And I think in a dome, in a Atlanta Falcons setting, where it's kind of controlled, you don't have to go outdoors. It's not that brutal weather if, in that division. If Brady left the Bucs, Goff is easily the best quarterback bad. in that yeah. division. But I, I'm looking specifically at Bryce Young in Detroit. You've got a superstar offensive line. You've got... Arguably top five OC and Ben Johnson. Two You've excellent got backs. Backs, receivers. They're throwing to tight ends I'd never heard of who were delivering after trading Hawkinson. And you can do what Cincinnati did with Burrow. Go buy your defense. Yeah, exactly. And again, Colin, I know this is going to sound crazy to people because they like golf and I get it. But I'm telling you, somebody out there is going to talk themselves into man. Max Duggan, fourth, fifth round. Stetson Bennett, can he be our new Brock Purdy? Looking at what Purdy's doing with a stacked roster of skill position guys and fast, awesome defenders, that's kind of the great model right now. Look at the final four teams standing, Colin. None of the quarterbacks have been paid massive money yet. Mahomes. Mahomes, but it hasn't totally kicked in. The cap hit is not brutal until next year, I believe. Right. So there, well, there is a way. Uh, uh, if you look at the top five cap hits for quarterbacks this year, three didn't make the playoffs, and one Kirk Cousins was one and done. So I think Mahomes was in that top five, and he's Mahomes with Andy Reid. Right. Um, no, I, I think it, it's a classic situation where every single team, every single team in the NFC South, when or if Brady leaves Tampa, they all need a quarterback. Jared Goff for all four would instantly be the best quarterback yeah in all four teams if if your scouting department thinks bryce young is special you have the offensive line and the run game so it's it's not crazy you know who planted the seed is sean payton comes in here we talked during the breaks and he asked me straight up point blank who is the last team that won a super bowl with their quarterback having the biggest cap hit in the league and i was kind of taken aback i'm like surely it had to be somebody i start looking i'm like holy cow Peyton is aware of this, which makes me wonder about Denver. And does he really want to go there when Russ is taking up so much money? I mean, uh, some of these guys, the, the team building stuff is really fun and exciting because all the information's out there, Colin. I think, I think Detroit's, if you don't think, that's why I laugh at these people that don't think Derek Carr is a market. He would instantly be the best quarterback for all four teams in the NFC South. That's just one division. And the Raiders would prefer to trade him to the other side, and that's good for Derek Carr as well. It's an easier conference. Um, good things come to those who wait. The 2032 Mercedes-Benz uh, SUV family proves otherwise. It should be 2023. <laughs>
Bad copy here. <laughs> Takes no time to set up a test drive. Go to MBUSA.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com.